up on a tight wire One side's ice and one is fire It's a circus game with you Good to have you here on a Friday uh, I got this uh, note from Dan Guy who enjoys the program daily as, as I'm glad you are enjoying the program today yourself You can catch it on the live stream On the Steve Rue Show Facebook page Or America's Voice uh, of course, you can also catch it on the MTN Network. Radios across the Midwest here. Dan has been a, a follower of the program for some time, and he, he writes this. Hi, Steve. I'm reading a book on America's Civil War, Hymns of the Republic. And I found it interesting to read how the northern media, and I'll just say the mainstream media of the day, referred to President Abraham Lincoln prior to his re-election in 1864. During the first term of his presidency. Here are some terms that were used in the press to describe what many would argue is our greatest president. What many would argue is our greatest president. But here are words that were used in the mainstream media leading up to his re-election in 1864 to describe President Abraham Lincoln. Tyrant, usurper, dictator, ape, coward, scoundrel, ghoul, imbecile, weakling, traitor, butcher, fanatic, fool, gorilla, trampler of civil liberties, scourge of the Constitution, fiend, buffoon, braggart, perjurer, robber, swindler, and the list goes on. This is how Abraham Lincoln was described by the pundits of the day, the political experts, the observers, the commentators. The CNNers, the MSNBCers, the Washington Posters, the New York Timers. Uh, these are the terms used by the mainstream media of the day to denigrate daily Abraham Lincoln. If you didn't know that he was under attack every day in the press, easy thing to go look up. Use that thing that we call a smartphone. Actually make yourself smarter. Uh, good thing to do. Uh, today's meeting, the Democrats use... Some of these same terms are similar terms to describe President Trump. Yes, they do. They attack that which they do not understand, which is loyalty and allegiance to this country. They, they attack the things that they do not understand. Um, and so, by doing that, hold on one second here. There we got that taken care of. Um, okay into a couple of other stories here. Speaking of um, Fat Tuesday there and, and Pancake Day, I guess, as they call it in Ireland and so forth. I've never heard that before. I asked Alex. Alex knows everything. He didn't know it, you know, when it comes to such topics. I was a little surprised. Uh, he knows it now, of course. Um, an apocalyptic locust swarm continues to move across the world. A swarm of locusts filmed bringing cars to a standstill in Bahrain. The video is just, it's mind-blowing. These things can eat your crop in five minutes if it takes that long. I mean, just million, billions. Um, the plague of bugs has been destroying crops across Africa and the Middle East. It's crossed into China. It's the worst locust infestation in 70 years, they say. Uh, the horrifying video shows the sky turning black as locusts descend on Bahrain. In the clip filmed by stunned witnesses cowering in their cars, a dark cloud of insects swarms above the road in the normally sunny Middle Eastern nation. It's an island, Bahrain is. 
And if uh, sharing a single mind, thousands of bugs are all heading in the same direction to gorge in any plants in their path. It's lunchtime. Yeah, it's um, it's quite something. And what a mess they leave behind. I mean, seriously, what a mess they will leave behind. So there you go. The, the, the locust swarm going on. And here's an update. Meant to do this yesterday. I'm getting to it today. Catching up on it. Malaysia Airline Flight 370. You remember that flight. It vanished altogether. It was going from Kuala Lumpur into Beijing, China. Vanished. A couple of hours into the flight. Never to be seen again. Uh, The searches went on for weeks. Uh, They searched around Australia, New Zealand, in the Indian Ocean. They searched all over. Never found it. The Boeing 777 was carrying 239 people. Disappeared March the 8th, 2014. Presumed to have crashed in the far southern Indian Ocean. But now former Australian Prime Minister Tony Abbott says, and by the way, he was in office at the time of this disappearance. He told Sky News in the last couple of days that high-ranking Malaysian officials believe that the veteran pilot, Zahari Ahmad Shah, deliberately crashed that jet. My very clear understanding from the very top levels of the Malaysian government is that from the very, very early on, they thought it was murder-suicide by the pilot. Abbott, who was Australia's prime minister from 2013 until 2015, made the comments in the first part of a Sky News documentary, MH370, The Untold Story. I'm not going to say who said what to whom, but let me be clear and let me reiterate. I want to be absolutely crystal clear. It was understood at the highest levels This was almost certainly murder-suicide by the pilot, mass murder-suicide by the pilot. An act of terror? Maybe in the July 2019 issue of The Atlantic, writer and aviation specialist William Langweish delved into what happened to the missing aircraft, including a looking at Shah, who had indications of trouble. The night the aircraft went missing, control was seized in the cockpit during a 20-minute period between 1.01 a.m., in 1.21 a.m., and radar records show the autopilot was probably switched off, according to Langweish, when the report by a 19-member international team was released. In July 2019, the chief investigator said during a medical and media briefing, there was no evidence of abnormal behavior or stress among the two pilots that could lead them to hijack the plane. The report, however, did say the plane's course was changed manually. It did not name a suspect and raise the possibility of intervention by a third party. Investigators stressed the cause of the disappearance still couldn't be determined until the wreckage in the plane's black boxes are found. And because nobody knows where the plane is anywhere on the planet, the chance of that happening, who knows what the chance is? Flight 370, taken down by its own pilot. That's the belief. Now you're up to date on a Friday, the 21st of February, 2020. This is the Steve Gerber Show. It's the hospital where your children were born. The elementary school where they learned the basics, the football stadium where you made memories together, and the boundless skyscraper where they took the big job. For over five decades, the members of the Associated Builders and Contractors of Michigan have been building Michigan communities, and they've done this based on the all-American principles of hard work and competition, providing Michigan families with quality buildings to create timeless memories. To learn how you can help build Michigan, visit abcmi.com. I'm Warren Birkenhauer, proud IBEW member. My career began as a non-union electrician. I love the work, 
not to pay in the lack of benefits. When I joined the IBEW, my life changed. Now I earn great wages, benefits, and I'll be able to have a good retirement. I can take care of my family the way I want to, and that matters to me. The IBEW has made a huge difference in my life. If you're a good electrician looking to get paid what you're actually worth, then there's room for you in the IBEW. Electricians wanted. Visit IBEWMichigan.org. Sponsored by the Michigan Association of Broadcasters and IBEW Michigan.